Of course, the boys of NASCAR had a rain and snowy weekend out there at Fontana for the Auto Club uh, race, uh, final two-mile race out there. They're going to shorten it up, supposedly. Uh, we'll wait and see there. But, of course, Chief from Talking Racing joins us every week on Tuesdays and Fridays. Tuesdays, we review the week before, talk about any news in NASCAR. Chief, how you doing, man? Doing good, guys. How are y'all? Doing all right uh, for this Tuesday. Getting ready for the rain to come in tomorrow, I guess. I was looking at that. Uh, lots of rain coming. Oh, really? Yeah. Jeez, Louise. Can't escape it. <laughs> it's everywhere uh, out there. Of course, you know, guys, we're at Auto Club this weekend. Kyle Busch, you called it last week. I believe you picked him officially at the end of the show. At least you talked about him getting there. And I said we'd have to wait and see how his pit crew works, et cetera, et cetera. He got a, of course, speeding penalty on uh, pit road like he tends to get. Uh, started in the back at one point. Ends up going out there getting his first win with RCR. Does uh, this mean that uh, he's going to have a phenomenal year? I think so. I really do. Like, I feel like you go back to last year. I mean, this number eight car was the fastest car almost on a weekly basis with Tyler Reddick. And, I mean, Kyle Busch, we know he's a hell of a driver. And now that he's got a crew behind him, and I feel like with Richard Childress Racing, like, Kyle can actually be himself. And, you know, after the... Uh-oh. And let's let him go, boys. Which, a lot of that stuff, you know, he kind of had to not do so much with Joe Gibbs because, I mean, Joe Gibbs, let's face I mean, he's a good guy, but he's a you know, very godly man. And, uh, you know, he's the one who, after the race, we win, instead of, like, jumping up to celebrate and passing out energies and beer, he wants to say a prayer first. So I think this this is the perfect storm for Kyle Busch, and I think these uh, competitors need to be uh, very uh, threatened by us. Well, I think what you're trying to say, I'll say it in more politically correct terms, uh, RCR is going to allow them to celebrate wins, whereas uh, in Joe Gibbs Racing, you're expected to be professional, win or lose. Hey, if you can't celebrate a win... What's the professionalism in that, right? These guys are racers. <laughs> you got to rub it in and everything. Uh, I exactly. did not hear very many boos for Kyle when he won. Like, uh, you know, years pass, he wins most places, and uh, he gets you can you can hear the boos raining down on him. And I did not hear that this week. Uh, so the fans are kind of on board with this as well. Yeah, I mean, when we were sitting at the right there past the start finish line. A lot of number eight shirts. A lot of Kyle Busch fans were in attendance. Uh, during the driver intros, he did get, you know, the, the booze there. They might've been saying booze. I don't know, but uh, you know, it sounded like booze, the, the normal rain of booze. But like you said, I think the cheers are a little bit more, cause I feel like a lot of people, I mean, we've seen this in NASCAR plenty of times. I mean, you go back to Dell Earnhardt, Dell Earnhardt was booed out of the building before yeah. he became the beloved fan favorite in that black number three, uh, Jeff Gordon, he, you know, won so much that people got sick and tired of it. And then they finally started cheering him, Jimmy Johnson. Probably the latest that you can talk about in terms yeah. of that. Even, you know, Kyle's brother, Kurt. Uh, Kurt was very hated uh, back in the uh, middle of the 2000s. And, you know, his last couple of years, there's a lot of cheering for Kurt, you know, just because he's kind of that wily old veteran. I feel like this move from Joe Gibbs Racing, I feel like a lot of people, you know, when you look at Joe Gibbs, what's one of the things you associate with him now? Well, it's his grandson, Ty Gibbs. And a lot of people don't like Ty Gibbs. So maybe that could be given the whole Joe Gibbs name, the whole – yeah. Helping a bad rep. Not a whole lot of Denny Hamlin fans. Truex is kind of so-so. I mean, don't, I don't see many people booing him. But I kind of feel like you know, a lot of the fans are like, you know what? I want to see Kyle sticking to this team. 
Yeah, I think that sediment is out there, which is kind of surprising to me. And look, we're going to talk uh, Las Vegas later on in the week, but going to Vegas, which is his home track, uh, you, after what we saw from him on Sunday, right? I mean, he went through the field, fast car. He drove it. Quite frankly, he drove it better than everybody else did. We're going to get into some of the other moves that other guys made. But uh, you, he won that race. There was no controversy. There was no, oh, that shouldn't have happened. Uh, does this set him up, especially going into Vegas and then Phoenix the week after? That Kyle, you're going to stop hearing Kyle Larson. You're going to stop hearing Chase as like basically, you know, maybe Ross Chastain as you know the lead, the the favorites to win the races, and you're going to start hearing his name a lot more. Well, you know, going into last week, he was the second favorite driver to win that race, uh, and a lot of people kind of really looked at it like, eh, really, like, is that true? You know, it's the second t- time with his team. Yeah, he had a good Daytona, but. What's Daytona really show you in terms of, you know, is he going to be fast all year? Uh, but, you know, kind of looking back at it now, I mean, could have won the class, should have, could have, would have. Could have, should have won Daytona. And then he gets to win in California. I mean, yeah, I think I would not be shocked at all if you, know, you see him the next couple of weeks be the favorite at some of these tracks, especially his hometown track, and then Phoenix, the place he uh, runs very well at. Yeah, I mean, it's something to watch because, I mean, we saw this. I don't remember what year it was, but we saw where, like, the Joe Gibbs cars were, I want to say 2018, 2019. You know, me and Chief were out doing the West Coast NASCAR swing like we do, and uh, we were watching it. Like, Joe Gibbs won, like, all the early races, right? I think Logano ended up sneaking Phoenix to win out. But other than that, it was Joe Gibbs was dominating. Is it possible that we're going to see this with uh, with Kyle Busch and RCR here at the beginning of the year? I mean, I – they got the first one. I, I don't think they're going to be starting to rack up the wins now, but I, I think the first one's good. I, I do believe, though, if you go back and look at that race, uh, you know, I saw a stat yesterday. I was trying to pull it up, but I, I can't find it. But I saw a tweet where the last half of that last part of that race, I mean, you talk about Kyle Larson. Is he not going to be a favorite anymore? Kyle Larson yesterday ran 22 of the fastest laps on Sunday. Yes. And that's with having, you know, being down 16 laps. He ran 16 laps less than the driver's who finished on lead lap, and he ran 22 the fastest in dirty air, which is just crazy to think. He was like three seconds faster that final run than Kyle Busch and five seconds faster than Ross Chastain that final run. So I don't think Kyle Larson's going anywhere. I think he just kind of caught a bad progress of one, not having the practice, which, you know, wasn't NASCAR's fault this week. They just, you know, got stuck in rain delay. But Kyle Larson and his team, after last year, when they went out of the playoffs, they kind of went on a little bit of a tear there late in the season. Yeah. He said, look, i, I got to be more aggressive. Like, it's my – it's on me. I got to do this. We saw it last year at Las Vegas. He got aggressive with Bubba Wallace, cost him a car, also a little uh, shoving match there in the <laughs> infield. But he's one of those guys who I, I look at, you know, uh, who I think can actually match Kyle Bush in terms of ability and speed. I feel like those two, you know, this could be the Kyle and Kyle show, which I'm all here for because those two would be a great rivalry. Well, I mean, don't discount Chase Elliott because, on, you know, on that side, like you said, uh, you know, he, well, Kyle Larson had engine problems, so he, he got laps down fairly early in that race. But as you said, look, the track was just a muddy mess, right? A dirty mess after all the rain and weather that they had. But, I mean, Chase Elliott was forced to start 33rd over the, you know, of the weekend, finished second. I would argue that there was a, if there were a few laps left, he would have caught Kyle Busch at that point because he was running so well. So started 33rd, finished second. He's got a motor like he always does, uh, you know, moving forward. So, I mean, that whole group right there, even Joey Logano, you know, yeah, he started third, ended up 10th, but he was up there running with those guys for a lot of that race. And same with Ross Chastain. Uh, I, just my bigger question that I got out of Auto Club is, 
that I'm questioning now after one, you know, obviously I discount this Daytona, but going into Vegas and Phoenix, we'll get more answers from this. But are we going to see what we saw in NASCAR in years past where we're going to see several guys win several races? Or are we going to see more like last year where you had 15, 16 different winners throughout the year? Uh, to be determined, I guess you could say on that one. I, I feel like the guys who ran good last year are, you know, the guys who you've seen run up front. I do want to give a little bit of a nod, though, to uh, the Spire Motorsports number 17, Cora LaJoy, who got, got himself a stage point and uh, stage number two snuck in the top ten was uh, very fast. Also, I mean, the RFK guys, uh, Chris Busher, uh, he was running top 10 there late. I think he ended up finishing 12th or something like that. But he had some issues, came back, fought back through adversity, had a top 10 run going. Uh, Brad Kozlowski, his teammate and owner, he uh, had some issues, was involved in one of the spins earlier on in the afternoon, came back and finished 6th. So I, I, I still feel like it's there where we're going to get a lot of multiple winners. And some of these guys who – you know, didn't win last year. I mean, obviously, you look at a guy like Martin Truex Jr., he's not going to go winless again, right? Like in regular season, yeah, he won the class, but regular season, I don't see Truex going un, uh, winless again. I don't see Ryan Blaine going winless again. He was very fast last year in the championship race at Phoenix. Uh, some other guys down the list who I think could get, you know, multiple wins this year that didn't get it last year. I think Austin Dillon. I mean, that whole RCR team mm-hmm. seems to uh, be pumped, not only for Kyle Busch, but also, I mean, you look at that number three car, He's running good, and he had a great, strong car on a Sunday too. So I feel like this is definitely going to even up the playing. Or I feel like the playing field is definitely going to be even this year. And you know, once we get to these road courses and other plate tracks, I see a guy like Michael McDowell sneaking in there. Austin Sendrick, obviously, he's a road course guy who won Daytona last year, and that was his only one in the season. But I feel like those guys can actually get some wins too. I mean, we've already seen Ricky Stenhouse win. He was in the playoffs last year. Kyle Busch who I think what exited the first round of the playoffs last year after backing into a win. Yes, he went yeah. out there and put a whooping on him on Sunday. So, yeah, I, I, I still feel like with this car, we're going to get the exciting stuff we saw last year with multiple winners. Now, uh, Woos has a thing, uh, an interesting question. She says, hey, Chief, first of all. She says, I think it's <laughs> ironic that you did not hear Kyle Busch complaining about his car constantly like he did all of last year. Wonder if Joe Gibbs didn't put the adjustments into the car like he wanted. I'm going to answer it first, Chief, and say – no, Kyle Busch is just a giant baby. If he doesn't get what he wants, uh, you will probably. That's that's my question. Are we going to see him come out again? We did not see it the other day. Uh, you saw it when he was speeding. He was whining about his lights not being correct. And the and and here's the difference. The pit crew, uh, the you know the 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 pit chief said, "Hey man, it's early in the race. Don't worry about it. Let it go. You'll be all right." And kind of settled him down. You didn't even hear the Joe Gibbs guys really talking to him like that last year. So I don't know if uh, maybe the uh, RCR guys are just going to be able to handle him better uh, than the Joe Gibbs teams did. What do you think, Chief? Yeah, I feel like a lot of times with Joe Gibbs, you just heard 10-4. But, yeah. you know, you, you, you kind of go back to, you know, when Kyle Busch got his start at Joe Gibbs in 2008. Uh, you know, everything was great. They came out the gate. They won, I think, seven, eight races that first year. Won, like, the fourth race of the season. I mean, they kept winning. They won two championships. I mean, winning's great. And winning can mend a lot of things, but when you start losing, and you know, you go back to last year, not only was he losing, he was also in the middle of a contract dispute. His sponsor was leaving him. There's a lot of questions surrounding him. I, I feel like all that combined just really made him super irritable there in the middle part of the season. I mean, obviously, he towards the end of the year, you kind of saw Kyle Busch come out a little bit more because he knew one, I'm leaving his company, two. RCR, I mean, there was one of the areas he had last year, and after one of the wrecks, like, hey, Kyle, what do you got to say about that? what happened? He's like, 
2023 can't come soon enough. One more, you know, three more to go. Let, let's do this. And I, I feel like a lot of that kind of just comes with losing. And when you're down, you're trying to figure it out, and you have a chance, especially in NASCAR, to just kind of outdo yourself with adjustments, and it really slows you down. I think the other side of it is, is Kyle Busch, I, I firmly believe he knew all year he wasn't coming back to Joe Gibbs. One, he was losing his sponsor. And two, I think it was one of those where they were just as tired of him because of the way Joe Gibbs operates, right? That team operates. They were just as tired of him and his attitude as he was with them. So I think that did affect it a little bit. But uh, really quick, Chief, because we only have a couple minutes left today. So, I mean, but I mean, uh, look, I, I, I picked Bubba Wallace in the deal. Everybody, make, everybody that knows me was shocked I did that. I said, watch for him in this race. And he did exactly what Bubba Wallace does. Now, granted, he had an engine problem, but he went, you know, ended up running 30th in this race. Is it time that I just get off this? Is it is it is it too early for me to jump off this? Bubba Wallace is going to be one of these surprise guys this year, kind of like Ross Chastain was last year. Or is this just going to be another Bubba Wallace year where you're just going to be disappointed every week? Uh, no, I, I feel like, you know, he, he was strong uh, in the first stage. He, uh, think I rallied to a fourth or third place yep. finish in stage one. Had a good car, but you know, like you said, there's some engine issues, and a lot of the stuff kind of comes with Fontana. The track is so sandy that it was like beating their splitters off their cars, yeah. and uh, I think, you know, that's what happened to Bubba Wallace's car. I know Tyler Reddick had a lot of damage on his car from the sand, so, so did Denny Hamlin. So, I mean, that's just kind of part of it. Uh, I look at this weekend, and we'll talk about it a little bit on Friday, but man, he's probably one of my picks to win this weekend based on how well he did last year before he uh, yeah. he, he was an a-hole to Kyle Larson. But, well, uh, well, yeah. well, not just that, but then uh, last year, this was the race where uh, Eric Jones spun out right in front of him, and instead of like going around him, he just plowed into him, you know? Hey, you got to listen to the spotters, man. All right? You, you got to look out your windshield. Hey, man, he's probably changing the radio station. I don't know, man. It's just I know he had the engine problems. You got to dissuade that. I understand it was Sandy. Like guys couldn't see out of their windshields. Right. Because it was basically like driving after a rainstorm here where everybody kicks up all the mud and everything is what happened to him, especially early in that race. But, man, it's just like it's just I just even like you said, yeah, he finished the first stage really good. But even then, it's just like he's there. You know, he, he always talks about being more aggressive and stuff like that. It's just like he's just I'm going to go for a Sunday drive. And, and that's what no, bothers I, I, me about him. I feel like when uh, the, the helmet's on and the gloves are on and the green flag flies, he's one of the most competitive people out there. Mm. At least that's what I see. Yeah, all right. I don't know. I don't know what we're both looking at differently. So uh, <laughs> Hook'em Hottie says Truex Jr. Uh, might have been more in it if he didn't lose a tire. Uh, remember, he lost a tire on uh, on pit road there. So uh, he says, with those new cars, they changed from five Lundnucks to only one. So the crew literally had one job. Yeah. It's amazing we're still seeing those problems, right? Yeah, you know, it's a little shocking. But, hey, look, I get it. It happens. I mean, you try to be so fast. And, you know, yeah, you want to be precise. But there's only so much preciseness you can be when you're trying to, you know, crank out an under nine second pit stop right like yeah and a lot and, uh, of and a but, lot of people had pit problems you know uh what i don't remember who it was it was one of the leaders at the time you know pulled in and the jack uh the uh you know the air hose got stuck underneath the tire when they lowered it so they had to go back and raise it back up to get that undone so a lot of guys had pit problems on sunday it wasn't but, uh, but i do that. like what nascar is doing this year last year it was a straight up hey this is a four race suspension for all parties mm-hmm. involved including your crew chief this year it's only a two race suspension uh, for the uh, responsible parties, which would be the guy with the 
with the with the jack. Well, with the uh, gun. Yeah, the guy with the jack and the, the gun. gun. Yeah. There we go. I was thinking air gun, but I almost said <laughs> air jack. But yes, uh, the, the jack man and the uh, guy with the air gun, the tire changer. They're uh, they're both going to be suspended for a couple of weeks, but it's only for cup races. So if they do pit Xfinity series, which a lot of these guys do. They can uh, continue putting the truck in the Xfinity series this week. Yeah, I didn't. I, I always hated that rule before, where it was everywhere, right? So NASCAR just passed, uh, just announced a new rules packages for ovals and road courses that will start at Phoenix. They're going to get a thirty percent more downforce starting in the Phoenix race here in a couple of weeks. So something we'll talk about on Friday, Chief. So overall, less downforce, less. Down. I'm sorry, less downforce. I apologize. Uh, last race at Auto Club, two miler. Give us your final thoughts on the Auto Club because I know you love that two mile course. Uh, there, uh, what was your uh, last thoughts on that? Uh, too damn cold to be racing this past weekend, yes. but it was uh, a lot of fun being there in the stands. I mean, I thought the crowd was very into it uh, all race long. Uh, just, uh, I mean, heck, you've been there with me a bunch of times. I, I love that track. I, I love how they, you know, always kind of took care of us in the media and let you stand on that perch. You watch them come down pit road and that long straightaway and just the high speeds. Uh, to me, it was always a phenomenal track. I know that the first couple of years, uh, the race was a little rough. But once NASCAR figured out the, a good rules package, I think the last decade or so, it's been fantastic racing. And, you know, that's kind of when I started going about uh, 10 years ago was my first race out there. So, going to miss it. Definitely can't really change it. I guess they're already tearing it down right now. So, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, they're still pretty mum on what's next. So, until I see officially official, uh We'll see if we get racing in Southern California in the next couple of years or not. Yeah, well, it's going to take two to three years to get that place uh, up to something that they want to do. So uh, it's going to be the West Coast Swing's not going to be the West Coast Swing that we know anymore, right? It was always like three weekends in a row. We just knew whatever we had going on, it was we're getting up early and driving someplace, you know, or or to <laughs> Phoenix, you know. And now and now the next year is going to be like, man, we're only going to have two weekends of doing that, right? So uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a change for sure and. You know, I mean, NASCAR, I think, needs a long uh, course out here. But that's not a road course on the West Coast. So, obviously, Southern Cal California is not going to be it. It'll be interesting to see where they go. But, hey, Chief, I appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you on Friday. Get ready for Vegas. My favorite race of the of the year is the uh, Vegas track, and I'm so looking forward to this. So, I appreciate it, man. You just want to go booze it. Where are you staying at? Uh, driving in Sunday morning. I got uh, that other event Saturday night. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I know. So I'm driving in early Sunday morning, and uh, I'm, I'm debating on Sunday night. But, you know, an uh, intern has uh, to work the next morning, so we got to figure that out. But uh, I'll, I'll check with All you right, later. Well, we don't need to do this on air. All right. Well, I'll be hanging out with the Strat. I mean, we'll hang out. You're just going to tell everybody, everybody, oh, the Strat. Well, why don't you stay at the Roach Motel while you're up there while you're at it? Just, well, because the Roach Motel costs $100 more. Stay classy at the Strat. Hey, I, I feel like it, it's a sponsor of uh, the Speedway, right? So you guys stay with the sponsors, uh, all right? That, is that, that it? Uh, so's uh, the one down south, South, uh, south Point. So that's better. well, South South Point. They're pretty. They're pretty uh, happy with their stuff, you know. Well, well, that's because you know everybody stays there. You know, uh, if you know what I mean. All the racing teams stay there, so uh, they... I'll probably be partying at the South Point some point this weekend. <laughs> we'll chat about this later, man. I'll see you. Have a good day. Uh, you too. Come on back, guys. The main event, fifteen eighty, the fanatic.